Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by children's author, Leah Pugh. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Um, I'd like to start right off here. Let me hit my timer. We're down 20 minutes, and that's what, it'll, it'll fly by, and you won't even know it. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the experience, though. Oh, I plan on it. <laughs> awesome. So I'd like to start right off by asking you about the friend who sent your book off to a publisher. Tell me about this story. We had met by chance at a Barnes & Noble. I had gone there to meet a, another writer's group with the National Novel Writing Month, known as NANO. Unfortunately, I had gone to the wrong Barnes & Noble. They're on the opposite oh. end of town. But as the good Lord would have it, I was meant to be there because I started talking to another person there. Her name is Stephanie. Mm -hmm. And we started connecting. We swapped emails. And I sent her my nano story. And wow. she liked it so much that she sent it to a friend who was a publisher. And I had no idea she had done that. And when I got her text saying, hey, I sent it off to a friend and the friend really likes it, wants to publish it. I'm thinking, what did you do? <laughs> you know, you think of all the typos and the misspelling and the wrong punctuation. Yes. I got a good book out of it in the end. Nice. Now, tell me about this first book. And the now, when you think of a children's book, what, what age exactly are we talking about that you like to write in? <clears throat> it depends on what it is for my mystery. I like to write from ages 8 to 92. I like the storyline okay. to be such that adults can enjoy it. Kind of think like the old, like Nancy Drew or Hardy Boys. The characters are okay. younger, so they appeal to younger readers, but the storyline appeals to adults. Nice. Okay, I can get in that. So tell me a little bit about this first story that she sent off to a publisher. <clears throat> well, if I want to go off the original title, it was What Would Nancy Drew Do? The main character, Crystal, is 15 going on 16, and she's a huge Nancy Drew fan and wants to become a detective before her 16th birthday, preferably before graduating high school, but 16 is the next best goal. She gets her chance when her father is accused of stealing the town treasure, a diamond. She finds herself in a race against time to find the real culprit before her dad's thrown in jail for a crime he did not commit. Unlike any person with a younger sibling, younger sibling wants to tag along and do everything that big sister does. So how can Crystal solve the mystery without her sister messing it up along the way? Will she do it on her own or will she learn to work with her sister? Nice. And that was all your first book? <laughs> yes. Wow. How long did it take you to write the first book? 30 days because it was part of the NaNoWriMo so it okay. was right, uh, 50,000 words or more in 30 days. And I also wrote it as a Christmas present to my younger sister. Okay. Because she and I were growing up, we were both Nancy Drew nuts. Mm. So tell me what made you take the plunge into writing. Oh, dear. Which what short option do I choose? Because we've only got 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> I've always enjoyed hearing stories and sharing them with others, whether mm -hmm. it was listening to my aunts and uncles tell what it was like 
back in their day, but just hearing that perspective or just getting lost in, say, like Charles Dickens or, um, again, Nancy Drew or just whatever else we found at the library, just being able to escape, escape reality for a little bit and hear a story or read a story. That's what I found so appealing, and I wanted to share that love with others. <clears throat> okay. So let's let's backtrack just a tad when we talk about the publishing uh, company. Tell me first who you decided to publish with. Mystic Mustang Publishing. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mystic. But it's a great publisher. Nice. Okay, do they just do children's book or do they load a little bit of everything? They do a little bit of everything. I believe they have some young adult. Uh, <clears throat> I remember, I think they might have a few like adult books there as well. Okay. All right. So when we talk about the publishing company, walk me through it. Is it pretty much the same, um, well, as any other publishing company? Or do they do some different things as far as where it comes to children's books? to think of what might be a differentiating factor not too much like they may say tone down a scene to where it okay. may be okay for an adult audience whereas kids may not understand it or they might find it too scary and they mm -hmm. might, like just, just change it a little or don't use too big a word or if you insist on using big words maybe have like a like a little dictionary in the back so at the end of the book kids can look it up or if you're right. like me, well, that... I just invented a character that every other word, she's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I uh, I wrote a sci-fi and I created quite a bit of the stuff in the book itself. So, yeah, <laughs> putting a dictionary in it would be kind of interesting. I tried to explain what everything was, but um, I do love making things up. It is quite a joy for me. So. When we talk stories, because um, I've read, like I said, I've, I let you know in the beginning that I've read some of your interviews. And one of the things I found interesting is you were asked about how the process goes for you as far as where you get the ideas. And I believe that you said they just kind of pop in your head. So describe that for me. Describe how they just pop. Is it, is it, going from one thing or is it just sporadic on a lot of ideas that you get for the storylines? Starting out, it was sporadic and I kind of learned how to rein it in. Mm -hmm. Say I would go on a family vacation and we would visit a place. I would touch stuff. I would feel stuff and I would be like, oh, how, how do I incorporate this into a story? Like, oh, a cannon. Let's write a story about a cannon. And then I see horses. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's throw horses in there. And by the time <laughs> yeah. I get to my notebook, it was like, where's the story going? But yeah. as I've gotten a little older and yeah, I do take family vacations, I may think, hmm, how can this cannon fit into the story? And right. I'm a very texture oriented person so like i'll feel stuff or i'll really listen and i'll try to put that into the story to try to really make the reader feel like they're there experiencing it with the characters hmm. that's interesting textures that that's very interesting um i was told when i this was back when i first started writing that um mine was smells <laughs> 
I was very descriptive on scent. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, it was werewolves I was writing about. So, <laughs> but I did. You knew. I did you know what you were writing about. <laughs> I just find that funny. Comparative on texture and mine was smell. <laughs> oh, sorry. I humor myself. <laughs> hey, that's the best kind of humor. I like to think so. I mean, I'm telling you, it keeps me interested in myself. <laughs> so talk to me on plotting. Okay, so we know that it pops in your head. Talk to me about after that. How do you plot your process? I'll tell me, walk me through that. I fall into the category of a pantser. I have oh, pantser. Outline and it, it doesn't work. So I will just write as the thoughts come to me. I think some classify that as word vomit, but that's what <laughs> for. Um, I just get the words out, and there are times, yes, the story does take a crazy turn, and it's like, wait, where were we going with this earlier in the chapter? You started out at the jewelry store, now you're at a monster truck rally. How did we get here? <laughs> so it's, I do try to keep the going every which way under control. But I'll have like a general idea. I'll use um, the Diamond Caper real quick. The premise was Crystal kept going to the police station, kind of hoping to find a small case to solve. It uh -huh. started snowballing when her father was accused of this crime. And the next step was, okay, she's got to find the next clue. Uh, don't make it too obvious. So how would someone her age react in this situation? So it just going from there to there. Ended up getting a pretty good book. Nice. I'll be honest with you. When I first started writing, I was a plotter. I mean, I had, you know, those white poster boards and I had all the post-it notes and I had lines, how they all connected because the characters all connected. And that was my first book. And after that, well, actually the first series, uh, I think uh, the second to the third book in the series was that way. But then the fourth was just like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> And I, I became a plotter right into a pantser, like you're saying, um, because I, it became, I started to write, I, I only write what I want to read. I just, if I, someone enjoys the process, that's awesome. But I really love, for me, when I write, it feels like I'm reading a new book. Like if I know the ending already or how I'm going to end it, it's boring for me. It's like, oh gosh, I got to go write. I got to go write. But if I, if I don't know the process, it's so more interesting. I'm like, oh, great. How's this book going to end? Because <laughs> you know? I get so excited and absorbed into it that it actually feels as if I'm reading a new book, not creating one. That is a pretty unique way of looking <clears throat> at it. Well, it, it just become, it's made it really fun for me. Um, like I said, I've, I have work that's not finished, so maybe I would say it's not that fun, <laughs> but we, we won't talk about that. So let's go on a little more in depth on your newest children's book. I believe, now quote me if I'm, I'm wrong on this, let me know if I'm quoting it wrong. Uh, King Robert the Wet. Tell me about this newest. It is a tale about a king who is kind, wise, and brave but he has a secret flaw. He is the most impatient person in all the land. One day, on the way to a royal ball, he learns that being impatient is more trouble than it's worth. I got the inspiration when my little minion, i.e. 
my son, was just being impatient, running about, just not taking time to settle down and get ready for bed. And he had a cape around him, and he kept calling himself King, King. And I was like, that kind of makes an interesting story, going back to your <laughs> earlier question, where do you get inspiration? And it was mm-hmm. like, what if I wrote a story for him about a king who was just like him, who was impatient? And I wanted to show him where impatience would get him. And I don't think he knows he was inspired by the story, or he was the inspiration for the story, rather. He just knows he loves it. <laughs> That's awesome. So you just kind of let, you just take a, a regular day-to-day happening in your life, and you import that into a story. That's awesome. I like that. That gives it even more texture, like what you were saying. <laughs> Um, so, uh, looking at your work, um, let's talk about graphics. Tell me about the book covers. Does this all come from the publisher? Do you have input? Tell me about that. I do have input for my mysteries. The, uh, Mystic Mustang publishers, they would design it and send it to me and I would kind of give them an idea of what I was looking for. And then when we reached something that we both thought looked good, we went with it for the picture books the illustrator that did all the illustrations throughout the book would after hearing what i kind of had envisioned or reading the book she would send it to me Mm -hmm. and for the king robert the wet the illustrator just took kind of ideas that were sprinkled throughout the book and like there is a dragon mentioned there and he put the dragon on the front and now whenever people see the dragon they're excited because they think dragons are throughout the book it's like they're only mentioned (laughs) once (laughs) but the covers like the illustrator's way of interpreting kind of what they think the book is about right that's interesting so um you are able to give a little bit of input just about how you see it Yes. That's awesome. Okay. Has it ever come to a chance where something has come and be like, oh, no, this is totally not what I'm looking for? Once that was with uh, the second mystery book. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, it was, goodness, what was the design? I think uh, Crystal was originally coming out of the woods. And okay. I was like, that looked more like she's going on a camping trip. Not like she's about to solve right. a mystery. Right. Now, do you, do they do this when you, when you do with your publishing company, do you tell them an idea for the book and then they start grafting um, the cover work or the interior, or does this come all after the end of the process? It comes at the end of the process. Like once the book has been written, polished, edited, and all that stuff, then the illustrators or graphic designers get a hold of it and, that way they have the finished product to work with instead of like I'll be editing and then they get something that's different. They're like, well, I already edited, excuse me, I already illustrated that page and now I got to change it. <laughs> We've just found it's better to have everything done and then they get it. Right. I, I'll be honest with you. I've done a few covers before I've done my books because I found it was inspiring as I wrote. And you, you mentioned dragons and I wrote one called Doe Face Dragon. So, um, I'm sorry, my mind just went there when you said the dragon. (laughs) 
Because mine is a little misleading too. It looks like a dragon, but at, um, as you read the book, you 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 get a sense of more what the dragon truly looks like. But um, that's why I was curious. Do you take inspiration in visual, in your own visual? Do you create? Okay, tell me about that. Tell me about the creating process on that. Do you create? Uh, uh, do you do your own drawings? Do you take pictures? Do you put them all together like a mallage? Am I saying that right? <laughs> Like I'm not getting that quite right. I'll send over some coffee to help you. <laughs> um, usually, what I'll do is uh, I'll paint the images with my words, as mm -hmm. corny as that may sound. As I'll, I'll let my words kind of do the painting, and I'll build like a mental collage. And okay. I'll yeah. There's like, the word collage. Or collage. I might go on like canva or pinterest and kind of get like a few ideas to kind of mm. help me describe what i'm thinking of but yes for the most part i try to do or i try to let my words do the painting so okay. going back to the uh, illustrator when they get it it's like oh that's what she's thinking or that's the direction she's going because okay. as to quote my dad you make stick line for or you make stick man forget his lines That's interesting. So Pinterest, that's an interesting thing that there are a lot of avenues that you can do when you create collages like that too. Um, but you also said you were a pantser. So there's not a whole lot. Are there, is that only when you come to be stuck in the story that you gather images together or even words to form the story in your head? Sometimes. Um, like if I know the setting of the story, like, I thought Alamo, Texas was a fictional place, the place where my mysteries are set in, until I found out that Alamo, Texas really does exist. Ah. And when I was originally envisioning it, I was kind of <clears throat> thinking, well, it's halfway between here and Florida, not kind of hot, not kind of dry. And mm -hmm. that was what I went and was looking for, whereas with like King Robert the Wet, I was thinking something more whimsical. And so that's when you do a little bit more research on like, okay, what kind of fantasy stuff? Because I kind of consider that a fantasy book, like a children's fantasy mm -hmm. book. And okay. having written mysteries all this time, it's like, eh, I'd better go look it up a little. Okay. So what is the extent of the mysteries? How many we have in the series? I uh, know I was contracted to do at least 10. Okay. And... I've got two out, and I hope to have the third one edited and out as soon as possible. Okay. So there's not a release date looming ahead yet? I'm hoping end of this year, Lord willing, the creek don't rise and I don't die. <laughs> I like that sentiment. <laughs> that was up, I had a neighbor she was actually one of the inspirations for one of the characters in the second mystery book. And that is mm -hmm. a phrase she would use frequently, like, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing, the creek don't rise and I don't die. So not <laughs> only did she become the inspiration for this grandmotherly character, that phrase was inserted into the book. Nice. Nice. So tell me the page count on the mysteries, because I'm quite interested. If some of the terminology you're using to speak to me is implemented in this book. I might have to get one of these books. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We're looking at, I think, the first mystery sits at 
267. Okay. 267 pages. I'm not quite sure of the second book. I will be honest and say that um, I look. I was looking at trimming it down because currently it's quite thick. And mm -hmm. that's what some of the feedback readers were giving me is it's a little thick. So I went and I trimmed it to try to get it a little closer to that 267 word count. Or word count. Nice. That's a short story. Page count. Nice. So my timer's going to, there it goes. Let me stop it. We've hit our 20 minute mark. But yeah, Jennifer. I actually had mine a little early. Uh, so let me get one final question to you before I let you go, if you wouldn't mind. Um, wonderful. So tell me what's, what's coming here in 2023. Since we're still roughly in the beginning of this year, tell me what's coming about for you this year. Well, I have a few author events that I'll be attending, such as Imaginarium in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I was there. I've been there a couple of times. Trivia fact, listeners, that's actually where we met. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, now you need to refresh my memory. Uh, I want to say it was whenever you went last time. Was that 2018, 19? Oh, it's been a while. Yes. It, it was one of those years, and that was where we met. Nice. Not, when were, were you published then as well? Yes. Nice. What were you, what was published then for you? Oh, goodness. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know not as many as I have now. Okay. <laughs> that's how it usually is, right? <laughs> but that's interesting. I wish you would have told me that prior. I did not realize that we had already met. Well, this this conversation could have been just as fun as interesting as it has been. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably would have had a lot more. <laughs> My goodness, that's interesting. So you're going again. Have you went every year since, or are you just now re-going? Uh, I am now re-going. I, well, not I, rather life would get in the way. And you know, um, I know I went, I want to say it was 2020 or 21, whenever they went virtual. I know that was the last time I was able to attend. Then okay. between trying to get a few new books and life, I <clears> haven't been able to return till now but I look yeah. forward to it. Nice. Oh, that's, that is really interesting. Then I would have had a lot more questions along this line. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that is really interesting. Now I'm going to have to dig you up in Messenger. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> well, I'll look for your next available slot and I'll book then. All right. Wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed having you on. You were a delight. I really do like some of your analogies, your wording, your phrases, just in the context of the interview. It's actually delightful. I just love some of that. Um, so I'm definitely going to look you up and I'll grab one of your books. Um, simply for that itself, I'm sure just speaking with you, I can already tell that you pull readers in just about how you, you, you immerse yourself into the stories and how they come out through you. So thank you so much for being on the program this evening. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. I'd love you to have come back again anytime. My door is open, so feel free. I accept. Awesome.
I want to thank our listeners once again. We have a room full. Thank you, everyone, for coming in. Um, you guys make the program. You really do. Until next time, bye-bye for now. <laughs>